Genesis scripture today is from the 32nd chapter, starting at the 22nd verse. That same night he got up and took two wives, his two maids, and his 11 children, and crossed the ford at Jacob. He took them and sent them across the stream, and likewise, everything that he had. And Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him until daybreak. When the man saw that he did not prevail against Jacob, he struck him on the hip socket, and Jacob's hip was put out of joint as he wrestled with him. Then he said, let me go, for the day is breaking. But Jacob said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. So he said to him, what is it your name? He said, Jacob. Then the man said, you shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel, for you have striven with God and with humans and have prevailed. Then Jacob asked him, please tell me your name. But he said, why is it that you ask my name? And there he blessed him. So Jacob called the place Peniel, saying, for I have seen God face to face. And yet my life is preserved. The sun rose upon him and he passed Penel, limping because of his hip. And now we move on to the 14th chapter of Matthew. You know, in the 13th chapter, we spent all that time talking about the kingdom of heaven. And now Jesus is showing people what the kingdom of heaven looks like. Now when Jesus heard this, he withdrew from there in a boat to the deserted place by himself. But when the crowds heard it, they followed him on foot from the towns. When he went ashore, he saw a great crowd, and he had compassion for them and cured their sick. When it was evening, the disciples came to him and said, This is a deserted place, and the hour is now late. Send the crowds away so that they may go into the villages and buy food for themselves. Jesus said to them, They need not go away. You give them something to eat. They replied, We have nothing here but five loaves and two fish. And he said, bring them here to me. Then he ordered the crowds to sit down on the grass. And taking five loaves and two fish, he looked up to heaven and blessed and broke the loaves and gave it to his disciples. And the disciples gave them to the crowds. And all ate and were filled And they took up what was left over of the broken pieces, twelve baskets full. And those who ate were about five thousand men, besides women and children. Do you know that in our great state of West Virginia, there are many many people, particularly in the southern part of the state, who have to drive as much as 45 minutes just to find a grocery store. 
It's remarkable when we have sheets right next door, right? Some of you know I work odd hours. I'm here late at night, often. It's interesting what goes on over there at three in the morning. But not in some parts of the state. 45 minutes just to find groceries. I wondered when I read that statistic how far and how long the people who had gathered to see Jesus would have had to walk into the villages to buy food for themselves, as the disciples suggested. They were miles away from any towns, any people. Could have been as much as 45 minutes. It's a long way to travel, especially when you're hungry. And Jesus knew that. The text is very clear. Jesus saw all these people and knew that it was dinner time, knew that they had to have been hungry, knew that what they lived on was barely enough anyway. Why make them walk so far? When he had abundance right in front of him. Now, to say he had abundance in front of him is sort of an overreaction because he had five loaves and two fish. Just about enough to feed his disciples. But he took what he had and he spread it among the crowd. So that everyone ate, and everyone didn't just eat a little, everyone ate and was filled. Which maybe hadn't happened with some of these folks ever. Ever. You know, this is the only miracle story that appears in all four of the Gospels. And in each of them, it's a little bit different. But John is the one that tells the story most differently. Because in John, after the crowd eats, it says they come after Jesus to make him their king. John adds the political twist to the story. The people who have had nothing, who have had no food, who have lived in poverty, who have suffered, once they're fed, want to make the one who feeds them their king. Because, of course, the king can change the rules and make sure that the people who have nothing... Get something. I spent the better part of yesterday afternoon looking at statistics on poverty and food insecurity in our great state. If you want to ever want to spend a very, very depressing day sitting on your couch alone, do that. Ready? Nearly 300,000 of the 1.7 million West Virginians live in poverty. 
That's 16.8%. Poverty rate in West Virginia is 32% higher than the national, 32% higher than the national average. And the only states behind us, are you ready? Mississippi, Alabama, and Kentucky. Are you proud yet? Yeah. 13.8% of individuals in the city of Wheeling live in poverty. That's 3,500 individuals. And of those 3,400, 658 are employed. So don't think people living in poverty are just sitting around, you know, eating bonbons on their couch, not doing working or doing anything. They're employed. 12.2 of them are kids under the age of 18, which is 635 kids. We're the fourth hungriest state in the country. And this is the statistic that I love. 62% of West Virginians are raised above the poverty line by SNAP benefits. 'SNAP benefits are food stamp benefits. You know, we have seen a 10 times increase in our food pantry here in this church over the course of the last mm, five months, six months. There is a new report that says in 2023, West Virginia is the top state in terms of hunger and food insecurity, and we're certainly seeing that here. So let me tell you a little bit about why that is and what has happened. Because one of the things that has happened is that the COVID money that we all had at one point has now dried up. In March, the government stopped giving that COVID money out and took it back. Which was an interesting thing. And at the same time, though, people got a raise in Social Security. So anybody that was in Social Security got an 8-point-something percent raise while their food stamp benefits went down. But because they got a raise in Social Security, that meant that their incomes went up and their ability to get food stamps went down even farther. So actually, they didn't get an 8% raise. They got more like a 12% decrease. Now, y'all tell me I'm not supposed to be political up here, but I'm going to say something. Don't laugh back there. You snicker at me. I'm going to say something. Take it for what you will, but I really like our governor. I really like our governor. He, he makes sense to me a lot of the time, and he speaks 
clear and plain, uh, get, although given holler-bound English. And he takes his dog to work every day. That's got to be a great guy, right? But the solution that our state has come up with for the loss of SNAP benefits seems just totally weird to me. You get SNAP benefits as an individual. They're based on your individual income. They're based on your family size. They're based on your ability to work or not work. And our, go- and our state government instead is proposing to give $10 million, which is a ton of money, $10 million Instead of doing something directly with SNAP benefits, instead they're going to give it to local food pantries. Nice work if you can get it, I guess. It's just backwards. We don't know what to do with our hungry in this country. It's very much like we don't know what to do with our homeless in this city. Our solution here at Vance has been that we have, as you know, a food pantry. It was started by our deacons a while ago because they saw a need and they were right. This time last year, though, we were giving out about two to three bags a month. Now we're giving about 25 to 35 a month. Times have changed. And I asked Jane, I said, who gives them out most readily here, what she sees as a difference. And people said, because their benefits are cut. Most of that 25 to 35 people that we see are newcomers to this. They've not done it before. They don't go to food pantries regularly. And they're ashamed. And they feel terrible. But they're hungry, and they need fed. You know, today's text talks about Jesus seeing the people and having compassion on them. Because they were hungry. That's what our food pantry is intended to do. Have compassion on those in need. Give to those who are hungry. Help those who need help. Ain't nothing wrong with that. But my question is, you know, we give dry goods only. We give one Grocery bag, paper grocery bag, per every probably two people in a family. They're only supposed to come once a month, and only if they're Ohio County residents. Should we be doing more? With a ten-timed increase in the amount of people who seem to need help, should we be helping more? The most well-used food pantry in this city gives out milk and meat and eggs. Of course, to do that, you have to have an infrastructure. You have to have refrigerators and freezers and electricity and all of that stuff. 
and we haven't talked yet as a congregation or even as a committee what it means that we're now buying so much more food and the budget is going to be way out of whack. By the way, I've told the people who shop for the food pantry, I don't care the budget's out of whack. This is one of the things we do that proves that we are a church. As Jesus' followers, we're supposed to do what Jesus did. And Jesus saw hungry people and had compassion for them. He helped them. He worked with them. He healed them. He didn't ask for their proof of income. He didn't ask for their immigration status. He didn't ask if they were truly in need. He just helped. Out of pure compassion for the people. As we think about this and think about this, I hope that we can keep in mind Jesus' example in this text. Example so powerful that it becomes the basis of one of our dearest sacraments, something most blessed to us. Jesus sees hungry people and is filled with compassion and says, you give them something to eat. So my friends, let us follow in his example. And let us give them something to eat. Amen.